Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. I mean, this this will be out. It'll be uh, all all done and handled. Everything will have gone off without any further hitches. But uh, do you want to do you want to inform the audience the uh, pre-wedding stress you're dealing with? Before we do this, we have an amazing guest today. Zoe Dixon is on the show. Zoe, thank you so much. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Yo, what the fuck is up, boys? We're gonna silly tonight. <laughs> yeah, oh, we, we're gonna get we're gonna get so silly. <laughs> Yeah, we we might be uh, diverting from normal format here because I've heard the the quick uh, before the guest gets here story, but now we're going in. George, <laughs> floor is yours. I, also, I don't want to take time away from Zoe. She is giving us our our time here. Uh, so I uh, I I am as as this recording. This is pre recorded. This will be released after I am married. Uh, I am getting married of date of recording in four days. Uh, and my suit just came in and I look like Willy Wonka <laughs> um, and everything is wrong with it. So I have to spend the next three days trying to find the suit I'm supposed to get married in. I have we all I didn't I'm not telling my mother, but Casey told her mother. Uh, <laughs> I just I just don't need my mom to call me about this. I can tell her the day of and be like, yeah, nice, that- right? Bank. Joseph A. Bank. I'll see you up there. <laughs> you know, Joseph A. Bank does a pretty good job. Yeah, they that's do. what I've been told. Uh, yeah, they, they did my last suit and I got it like a week and a half early and it fit perfect on the first try. It was it was good. So you're yeah. you're you're in steady hands there as opposed to what should have been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we won't mention the name of the company, the Black Tux, uh, that I rented yeah. it from. It's a color uh, and they make things <laughs> that I wear at weddings. Yeah. <laughs> I won't say specifically. Specifically, them called the Black Tux. Uh, but they, I placed my order in August. They did not inform me that my regular jacket that I had ordered, which is a 46R. So maybe we can just, well, maybe we'll message everything out today and go, uh, yo, if anyone has a 46R suit jacket that co-host George Bruderman can wear to his fucking wedding. Uh, I'll check uh, tonight. Someone got it. Someone's Someone got, got it. it. Uh, so instead of sending me that jacket, they were like, oh, we don't have any. And then they didn't send me anything for like three days bef- like after they were supposed to. And when they overnighted it, because I reached out and was like, hey, you should have told me this a couple of days ago. Uh, we uh, They sent me a long jacket that is basically somewhere between trench coat and duster. <laughs> oh my god. So it's like a 1930s yeah. banquet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're like like MC at a circus level. You know what? Fuck it. I'm not paying for it. I'm going to put it on for the rest of this show. You guys no, talk, yes. talk about your emotions. I'm going to come downstairs wearing this jacket. Sound good? Alright, yes. so yeah. I, 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 I'll just start off with the lightning round here because I feel like uh, it's the only chance we'll have to do it. So for for you and for the listener, the way we do the lightning round, we go through the six basic emotions, not not decided by us. So that's something somewhere. I forget where, whatever. I'd give them credit if I remembered. But we go through real quick. You just kind of give your first quick answer. And then the ones that stand out, we will talk about after we do all six. Okay. All right. So what makes you feel anger? Um, most things, most people, um, their opinions, the stupid shit they say, um, the way they breathe, how they sound when they eat. <laughs> uh, we'll probably come back to that one. What makes you feel disgust? Um, disgust. Another one. <laughs> oh my god, we got. You know, not as bad as the it's description was implying. I I get that bad, it probably yeah. doesn't match lengthwise with the other pieces he doesn't have headphones on yeah he can't hear what i'm saying no wouldn't get married in that would not get married in it but it's not bad i'm not gonna no that's that's a that's a suit jacket i would be happy to have yeah it's a good enough fit you can you know if you're you're hosting something weird somewhere maybe a spin to freaking wheel needs a i wear a suit jacket to every spin to freaking wheel i wear i make sure of it i make sure to wear a hawaiian shirt with a suit jacket and if i had my druthers 
this would be my suit jacket purely out of spite. Where, like, they may give me the refund back. No, this is my jacket now. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Do you, are they going to make you return the jacket? There's no yeah. way you should. Yeah. They, they're they saying, like, oh, this is all we can do. But now I'm going to put my fiance on it. You can play the noise in post. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to own this suit, and then I'm going to burn it in the yard. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to talk heightened emotions. So so yes. while you were gone, we had started the uh, the lightning round because I figured we needed to jump in quick when we had the window. Yeah. So we've, we've only done anger so far, and we'll cool. come back to that one. I won't catch you up. Right now, we're on disgust. Zoe, what makes you feel disgust? Um, White, creamy foods, ranch, mayo, aiolis, um, sour cream, um, cottage cheese. I hate anything like that. That, that I, Yeah. I get that. All right. I need to like settle my stomach before I ask the next question. All right. What makes you feel sadness? Mm, sadness? Um, probably just my brain. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know what makes me feel sadness. Probably thinking about past events. Um just horrible traumatic things that's happened to me. You are a yeah. comedian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the images. <laughs> what makes you feel joy oh comedy makes me feel joy um i like that i can get on stage and pretend to be someone else and everyone listens to me and likes me nice what makes you feel fear um you know what most things i am one of those people who is just genuine like generally nervous um, but I think I'm really afraid of drowning. Ooh, you yeah. fit in perfectly here. <laughs> <laughs> and last one, what makes you feel surprised? Um, at the end of the day when I'm like, this was a good day. This was a good day. I thought you were going to say, just mixed with your sadness. Wow. Yeah. You're like, at the end of the day where you're like, I did it. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> Just mark it on the wall. That is, you know, a very sad surprise answer. <laughs> that's that's got the uh, the ice cube cynicism going for it. Of like, hey, I did it, right? We did it. Another Surprised. day, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, oh. Let's get into the uh, anger one, so so George can hear about that one. It was. Uh, yeah people and all the uh awful things that they do but 100 percent. you know minor level awful just a plethora of examples <laughs> what what are the big things that stand out about like kind of like the minutia of people it seems that makes you so angry um a lot of people eat with their mouth open that's just a big pet peeve of mine i judge Hello. people who do that i judge them negatively yeah. end them <laughs> there are so many people and like I work in schools and I'm with them at lunchtime and I see the kids all being super polite. And then I'll look over at the adults who are talking to me while they're eating. Mm. And I'm like, how did you like, they know they got no. it. How did you not remember that rule? Someone should have beat the ass. Tell people that rule and then not do it. <laughs> it's uh yeah. Like I, I get it. If you have like, um, like a deviated septum or something so like breathing through your nose is a little yeah. difficult but you adapt Smaller you figure bites. out how to do yeah small bites you know mm -hmm. cover a mouth i a work bit. with old people many of them have lung issues breathing issues whatever somehow still eating with their mouths closed yeah more polite generation well, well could i ask you how many uh how many people uh did you reprimand when they were trying to eat yeah. with their mouth open <laughs> I don't do it anymore. I'm a big person. <laughs> yeah, when you met them, how many were doing it versus how many <laughs> No, yeah. I, I got them in bin line. No, no. <laughs> when people do it, I don't mention it. Um, when people do people things I don't like, I don't say anything. I just get quiet and let them reflect. <laughs> so. Uh, Zoe, like abrupt end of conversation. Zoe, like, I can say, uh -oh, not now. <laughs> I can, I can say that I have, I have felt this personally from you, uh, and it's uh, no disrespect whatsoever. 
I was in the wrong. I was being told what to do. But there was a moment and it stuck with me because it was like right before the pandemic and I was still hosting at Raven. And I said, we had to bump you back. And I out of habit went, is that okay? And you went, well, no, it's not okay, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) And you're right. No one should be bumped for whoever the fuck. Uh, And I was like, fuck. Well, at the time when you (laughs) pre-pandemic, when you were hosting at Raven, I I I feel like I would say something like that. But (laughs) the amount of work it used to take me to get to Raven, I used to be an assistant teacher, and I would work a split shift from Mm -hmm. like seven to nine, go home, sleep for five hours, go back, work another shift from three to six, and I lived in the suburbs, so I would get on the bus, and it would take me an hour, if not an hour and a half, to take something down to Raven. And then I had to like be there and be harassed by the men. And yes. <laughs> yeah. Whenever yes. people were like, you're getting bumped. You I'd be don't like, say. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not okay, but cool. And you know, if you would have told me that, if I understood that, it's not my job to, 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 it's not my job to, um, what am I trying to say here? It's not my, it's, it's my yeah, job. It's not your job. I don't know. <laughs> it's not my job. No, it's it is my job. It is my job to understand people's needs on a certain level. Uh, and that was a shortcoming of mine. You, I, I, sh- I should have asked you like, oh, hey, if that is a problem, tell me what's up. What's going on? Absolutely. Well, I, can, I can work I it around. I should have been an ass to you. No, either. it wasn't an ass. But, you were not an ass. Because at Raven at that point, that something saying like that, it goes, cool. No, she goes up first next time. Yeah. <laughs> if when I was hosting. Yeah. No, yeah I. I <laughs> I, th- I don't know what it's like now. I've been meaning to go back to see what's going on, but well, I hope it's better. And no, I haven't uh, been in years. Something about perfect. the smell. Yeah, yeah, no. No, they painted. They painted yeah. over the smell. Again. <laughs> added paint to the smell. <laughs> when I try to tell people about Raven that like they never cleaned, they just repainted. Uh, and so one day you would show up and it'd be like, oh, it's clean <laughs> because yeah. there's a layer of new black paint. And it's over thick. the top, of, yeah, yeah, like that floor had bounced <laughs> just from layers. Uh, yeah, that, that yeah, room was no. getting smaller periodically. That room will be nothing at a certain point. Um, that room, <laughs> that room will be a crawl space, <laughs> and when they chip away at the paint, they'll find the bar. And you know, they'll um, still do comedy there, yeah. Uh, they still yes. will. <laughs> Is there, but yes, I have, I have experienced, yeah. uh, I have experienced the uh, the Zoe of of no do better and you're like you're right i need to do better (laughs) it it was a crazy time (laughs) is there something so egregious that even now after doing the work and putting in all the time to get past being the person who speaks up about it is there something still so egregious that you're just like you stop that now um i think when people are just unnecessarily rude um i think when people get on stage um, and they're not funny, and then they try to tell me what to do. Um, I think that's um, something that I'll stop. I'll stop talking to you for life or something like that. I oh, see. I yeah. love that because there is one specific comedian we have never had them on the show, but they are a good person and they mean so well. Okay, uh, I was gonna say, will we never have them on? The show? No, we will have this. That's why I'm not going to mention them by name. Okay. But they are. They are the. Uh, they are the. The. The royalty. I'm trying to keep it gender neutral. The royalty of having you come off stage and them going, it needs some work. Let me tell you where you can go to do better. <laughs> and then they get up and bomb for 15 minutes. That, and I'm the type, I'll make eye contact with people while they're bombing. Oh, yeah. I don't, I, and, and it's fine. Everyone bombs. Like, not everyone's going to have a great set. And not everyone's, I'm not, I'm not the best comedian in the world. Like, you know, but if you're just not doing great and the crowd's not laughing, but you're trying to teach me a lot of, I will say a lot of older comedians yeah. do this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've been there. They know. <laughs> then why are you still in Philly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's not fun. It's never a fun thing. And I, I like your approach to it of, no, you're dead to me. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, got- kill yourself. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That is a weird one, though, because like, I'm not particularly guarded with anybody. But as soon as somebody's like, I, n- I know how you could be better. I'm like, well, I never want to talk to you again. I don't need that information. Like, absolutely yeah. not. Like, no, I, I didn't ask. I'm like, as good as I'm going to be. 
Yeah. Even if you do ask, I'm going to still be like, here are three things that are positive about that set. Like, I'm never going to mm-hmm. be like, even if it was the worst thing, I was like, I like how you were, uh, I like how you were controlling the, the silence of the room. Like, <laughs> I will, I will find a fucking positive. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Well, first of all, I'll throw everything out. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, helpful. sometimes that is actually a great compliment of like, yeah, you recognize that this wasn't going well. Like mm-hmm. The fact that you didn't panic and bail and turn on the crowd and you just kind of like got through it. It's like, no, that mm. is that is a compliment. That is yeah. something that you like. It feels good to have that recognized. They're like, that sucked, but you did do something right. I <laughs> have been absolutely guilty of of tanking a room because they were not listening to me. So I, I got combative and I was like, no, I am here. I, uh, you, you need me motherfucker. That kind of energy uh, and got nothing. And then the comedian got up immediately after and was like, why is that guy so angry? And everyone started everyone laughing. I was it. like, yep. fuck. Everyone has to freak out on stage. I'm a firm believer that every single comedian has to have some kind of like freak out on stage when their set's not doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully it's out of mic. So nobody yeah, really see yeah. it. <laughs> not recorded for posterity forever. Yeah. And not you at Jose. Not at Jose Pistola's while people are just trying to have a nice dinner. Yeah. Uh, speaking from experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I never really do the freak out, but like my way of turning on the crowd is like making them sit in it. Like I will stop trying to get out of it. So like, oh, you you didn't come with me this far, and you want me to get yeah. you out of it now? Like, nah, we're staying here. <laughs> like, you're, you're gonna you're gonna ride this terrible wave for the next three minutes or whatever. Welcome to your new home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, someone else will save you. I'm not gonna be the guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, right on. All right, what else we got here? Let's do like uh, white talk creamy one more? foods. White creamy foods. I had such a visceral visceral response to that. They're oh. nasty. Oh. It just reminds me of. I didn't like them as a kid. And then when I became an older and then learned what cum was, I was <laughs> like, this is worse. Like, yeah. <laughs> Ranch yeah. is worse than cum. And, <laughs> See, and I will stand. <laughs> like, like, just because that's the order that you learned it doesn't mean it's the order that the person who made it learned it. Like, somebody knew it existed and looked that way and then made ranch. Yeah, yeah. disgusting. Yep. Uh, Oh, what was it? I was going to, I had a point. Oh, when I was um, younger, so not in the future, yeah. I I uh, worked at a barbecue restaurant that homemade everything. Everything was like, you know, cooked, homemade, prepared, homemade, all the sides were homemade. And that included coleslaw. And when I tell you that I had to watch my friends, one of my groomsmen, ladle out tubs of mayonnaise into Disgusting. shredded cabbage and then hand mix it Disgusting. with with celery seeds it was awful that any any large amount of condiment honestly it does not matter the color it is whatever yeah. like mayo ketchup mustard there shouldn't nothing should be described as a vat of anything no and like when you go to a party and they have pretzels and they got like a big thing of mustard and the whole yeah. table smell like mustard yeah or that cheese, that. that Philly Pretzel Factory cheese. That's a war crime. Well, I love. I won't lie. I'm Philly native. I love cheese whiz. I could eat cheese whiz by no, itself. No, whiz is good and what? round. But yeah. like, it's something about it being in the little Philly Pretzel Factory plastic container that immediately oh, congeals all the top and then just plumes out scent. You it will is. never hear me talking trash about anything from Philly Pretzel Factory and <laughs> the food. Isn't the best version of the food they make. The food. <laughs> the food. Like that that pretzel is an okay pretzel. But the, I love mu- the, pretzel. the mustard <laughs> great. Their their sausage pretzels are what get me home on a bad day. Like I'm never gonna be mad at them for you for know what I think they do. Let me let me let me try to walk this back a little bit. I I mean no disrespect. However, what I have experienced Philly Pretzel Factory. I have. I was never a person. I'm an out of towner. All right. I lived there. It was a. It was a adoptive home. Um. So what I experienced Philly it Pretzel took Factory. Took you in, and you're staying there. <laughs> yeah. No. And listen, I, I will say the same thing to my stepfather. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always got 
catered Philly pretzel factory. I never went and got like a oh, fresh big, pretzel. Like, so it was the, always like pretzel yeah. nuggets or whatever. What is it, like the rivets? I think they're called. Yeah, like, yeah that's it. The hundred rivets with like different fucking sauces that just sits yeah, there all day. Like a dessert dip, and you're like, who? Yeah, why? I eat the dessert. I eat the dessert. Oh, I save the dessert. And then when I have ice cream, I use that for ice cream. It's a different meal. <laughs> Great combo. Yeah, I was like, this is not for pretzels. Yeah. I was a, I was a suburban mall kid. All right. So like my pretzels are oh, Annie Ann's. So Annie Ann's. Toxic. Yeah. Toxic wasteland pretzels. But like, it's not food. It's it's like if someone eats a crock. Like it's and the same what? thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know when they say like fast food is just like a grease delivery service? Like, mm. That's what Annie Ann's is. Like that's that's all it is. They gave you something resembling pretzel bread to deliver you grease. Like that's it's disgusting and it's slimy. And by by disgusting, I by no means do I mean the taste because I will eat it happily. But it is just <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, literally, so good. The last time we went to the mall, uh, Casey walked over to the Annie Ann's and was like, "I just I just want a lemonade. I just want to walk around <laughs> the mall, go to a Spencer's Gifts with an Annie Ann's lemonade." And just try to recapture. That's something. so real. Yeah. Something. I just I gotta feel today. <laughs> just you know, wandering around a pack sun being like, things have changed. For me, that was a blizzard. We had a Dairy Queen in our mall. Oh fun. Mm. And I, I still get like blizzards when, when I have the chance to and I pass one here and there. And it isn't the same as having it walking around the mall. No. The mall is just such a unique, different experience. I love them all. I, uh, I I was just telling someone that I very much miss how Hot Topic used to smell. It was like when they sold incense, and so it was like canvas and nag champa. Like it had a very specific kind of yeah. smell, and I I miss it. I miss the blend of of finishing off your Burger King fries and walking mm. into the Hot Topic mm. on the second floor of the Crystal Mall, which was just sold at auction because it's a dead mall. Uh, in Waterford, Connecticut, and you'd be like, you'd be like, I bought my first, my like, you know, like you always get a backpack, but then like you get like a good backpack. I got a cool messenger bag with a vintage uh, NES controller on the front that said, know your roots in graffiti. And that was my favorite fucking backpack and it smelled like Hot Topic. So it was like, I'd be in school just huffing, just <laughs> huffing the memories of the mall. Uh, You're a mall guy. I was. No, my sister was a mall guy. I was the ska kid that would hang out outside the FYE. Yeah. You, you were the good kid with the mall guy. Yeah. Yeah. My sister had to watch me, but like, I don't know. Have you ever been watched by Morticia Adams? <laughs> yes, very closely, actually. She listens to the show, hi, Lexi. <laughs> I mean, that brings us very nicely into uh, the sadness over past events. Mm. I mean, it seems a little lighter than how you were implying, but we're there now. Uh, yeah. Do, how how deep do you want to go on this? Like, what are what are some past events that kind of are like immediate triggers? Immediate um, triggers. Willing to talk about. <laughs> um, so many things. Uh, when I was born, right there, pissed you me off. Remember that that doctor? Um, <laughs> 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 No, I think Dr. Um... Chewed with his mouth open and off to the races. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine being delivered by a doctor chewing gum? Are you fucking oh, kidding me? <laughs> He's gonna drop it. Oh, let me pick that back up. He's a girl. No. He's done that. <laughs> Whatever. Another birth. Whatever. <laughs> no. a cigarette afterwards. He's just so cool. It was the 90s, right? 90s? 90s? 80s for you, Dan. Yeah, I'm 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But... My doctor was definitely smoking cigarettes. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> doctor smoking cigs. Probably thought it was healthy. <laughs> Keeps you skinny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, sad about past events. Honestly, I am the type of person I have a lot of flashbacks and nightmares. Um, about like I just grew up in like like a a loud home, mm. so. Something like that. But usually what I like to do is smoke a crazy amount of weed before bed so I don't have no dreams. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because I, I haven't I haven't been smoking for a minute now. But like when I was, I had the opposite. But mm. it was, I, I figured it out. It wasn't specifically related to smoking, but it was anytime I would sleep on my back, I would have nightmares. Mm, there's something to that. Like 
when Call I, would, all the I would smoke, I would just kind of, I would like not think about how I was sleeping when I would go to sleep and I would sleep on my back and I would have nightmares and like they were super disassociated. Mm. But like what? once I learned that, I fall asleep great. It's great. But like at the time it was like, why is this happening? Everything is great until I go to bed. But then I would, <laughs> I would wake up and do it all over again because the wake, the, the awake part was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. In my deepest like depression slump that I've I've had to date, I'm waiting on more. Yeah. Um. Can't, uh, can't check that box fully. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I know that wave. <laughs> um. But I would like be exhausted all day, like you're saying. Um. I wouldn't smoke necessarily, but I would lay in bed and if I laid on my back. I would then lay awake for four hours extra, mm. wide awake, thinking about how I would have to end my life if i was stranded in the middle of the ocean like in open water like just obsessing over weird thoughts of like how do i get out of that mm, yes do, do i just sort of sink with that is that how i do it i don't Let's know see. if my body would allow me to do that and then that it gets sounds... like weird and confusing where it's like maybe i could find a swordfish mm -hmm. and i could just like you know seppuku myself with a swordfish <laughs> and then about then i would go to sleep and have that dream it, it, that sounds depressing and overwhelming, but really, you're just prepared. Yeah, that's like, all. That's all. I think that's the wrong all. I am, yeah, that is all I am trying to do all the time is prepare for the minute, uh, the minute happening that I will have to off myself using a swordfish in the yeah. middle of open water. Yeah, uh, I I didn't prepare myself for the fear of. Uh, paying bills but i did prepare myself for what if i'm stuck at the top of a very tall thing and the ladder breaks and i can't get down yeah you know exactly. and now i'm ready for that also i think there's a movie about that there is it's called the fall, fall? <laughs> fall. it's, it's an not called, okay movie it's not called height because i feel like that's what they're doing now they're just naming movies after like like there's a movie called plane there's a movie called car plane? Plane, I cannot recommend enough. It is an absolute <laughs> blast. You've seen it, Disney's planes with an yeah. S. Oh, now Dane Cook. Yeah. Now, we, we, we put a, a wrongly accused convict and Gerard Butler, and they have to escape a bunch of uh, cartel people who happen to inhabit the island they crashed on. What crashed? That's the movie. I'm about to Plane look it up. crashed. Plane. Plane coming this fall. <laughs> Plane was the very first movie I watched this year. Like the first 2023 movie that I watched this year. And what? Still ranks in like my top 20. I've seen like 70 something movies from this year and it's still in the top third. <laughs> like it's it's wow. really fun. That's hilarious. I'm going to I might have to watch Plane. What's the, the guy I, I really, who was I really uh, want to drop for every time we play say Plane. Just like every time the word plane happens, so similar how when every time I say fiance, there's supposed to be a drop. Bah, 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 bah. I mean, I do have that ready, but it's yeah, go for it. Fiance, <laughs> perfect. Like, I want that, but every time we bring up the film, Gerard Butler and the guy that played Luke Cage film, plane. What is that guy's name? I knew Luke, it a second ago. Actor who played Luke Cage is Mike uh, something, Mike Jones. No, okay, uh. I thought I thought it was something like simple, but maybe I'm just thinking Luke Cage. It is. It's Mike Jones. <laughs> no, it's not Mike Jones, but it is something simple. Yeah. Uh, but every time we say plane, just we hear meow. Like that's all I want. I just that's want hilarious. Mike uh, Coulter. Coulter. <laughs> no relation to Anne. I would um, seriously hope not. <laughs> yeah. Because he seems like a decent dude. He was on that yeah. comedy Bang Bang show once. It was pretty good. And he's not. You know. Remember when Ann Coulter was on the roast of Rob Lowe? Well, well placed. Well placed. So glad that happened. Anyway, should we spin the wheel and see what we're going to talk about for the rest of the episode? Let's see what we got. Yes. Here. And we got analytical. Ooh. Ooh. All right. We'll, we'll be, be right, right back, back to uh, talk about analytical. Hey everyone, Danny here with Plugs. You can check out Zoe 
on her podcast. I don't remember if we talked about it already or if we're about to talk about it, but you'll hear more about it later on the show if you haven't already. It's called Life Story Radio. She interviews senior citizens and gets stories from their lives. It's pretty cool. George and I are at Peel Feelings Pod on all the places. You can like, share, rate, review, and email us. Let us know you're listening. Let us know what you like. That's always helpful. As for me, I have ghosted at Absinia Case Comedy on Tuesday night, Halloween. A bunch of great comics booked on that one. It's going to be super fun. Come spend your Halloween with us. And I believe that's it for the week. Back to the show. Every year there's like one like kind of trash movie that really jumps out and like it captures my imagination. Last year it was Moonfall. This year it was Plane. And I've annoyed a bunch of people going, have you watched these movies yet? Have you watched? Come on. Moonfall also feels like in the same vein as Plane. Yeah. It's a movie about the moon falling. They didn't really think oh. too much into it. <laughs> the Halle Berry. It's uh, Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson, I think. I got oh, Patrick Wilson guy. mixed up with a lot of people, but I think it's him. Yeah, that guy. Wait, what's his name in that? Uh, um, yeah. Across the Universe? Or is that the other movie? What's Across the Universe guy? What's his name? He's English. Jim something? Jim Sturges. I'm glad I got that close. I was not sure yep. when I said that out loud. Yep. <laughs> I hated that movie. That movie sucks. <laughs> across the Universe is so bad. That is Moon- a lot of people my Moonfall? age. Is- Great. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jim Sturgis in Moonfall? I'll look it up. Yeah. He's All either right. in he's either we're, in Moonfall. We're back because I want that on the record. <laughs> he's either in Moonfall or he's in uh Geostorm. Oh Geostorm. These movies are crazy. Two of the three movies we've talked about. So <laughs> Geostorm was just like, remember global warming? Well, it's real. It's just the day after tomorrow. They just did another day after tomorrow. Jim Jim Sturgis is in Geostorm. Ah, damn it. Yes. And that's that's it. I have nothing else to say about Jim Sturgis except for Across the Universe sucks. It was fine. It was it's a lot of people my a age. bad movie. It's not awful. It's so bad. Julie Taylor int- is a brilliant theater director. And then as soon as she's tried to make movies, it's been awful every did, time. <laughs> did she do Tempest? Yeah, she did do the Tempest. Yeah, that one was terrible. Anyway, analytical. We're, while we're getting deep on that, Zoe, what makes you feel analytical? Um, ironically, movies. Um, <laughs> honestly, I honestly don't watch probably half the action movies you guys do, but I am in my last year of film school right now. Hell yeah! Um, all about analyzing films. Um, I'm also analytical in life. I think I mentioned earlier I work with old people. And every single thing I do, I'm constantly like, wow, how will this directly affect my future? So I don't want to talk about that. That's depressing me. It's it's also good, though. No, it, it is be good. good. I, I was kidding. I just want to talk about movies because I never get to and I watch a lot of them. We do well, have a once a week where you get to talk about movies. <laughs> yeah, but we don't. No, I love what, movies. What are What are the the big ones for you like what are like here's what you need to see when you're like meeting a new person um need to see definitely little shop of horrors oh hell yeah cult classic um this one i'm actually going to rewatch it tonight battle for algiers it's about the algerian revolution but it's an action movie i was just reading about that movie on a list of things and i had never seen it before it was like the only thing on a list that i had not seen like yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it also. It was it's amazing. It was banned in France when it first came out. Um Well, like they're the bad guys, right? Isn't that the Yeah, that's yeah. why. They were like, We can't show this. Um <laughs> like shit, people won't know. <laughs> um, I really like The Matrix. I'm a lifelong Matrix fan. Cool. I haven't watched it in a long time. I just watched I watched the newest one with some Ooh. friends. Uh, cause we try to do like when we can, you know, one of the main guy that hosts us now has a daughter. So who just turned two, um, so he's becoming more like dad mode. So it's tough to be like, do you guys want to stay up, drink beers and watch a, mm. like a crazy movie? Yeah. Uh, but we did watch like the newest 
one where like you know he's like neo has lived multiple lives and stuff um you know, in a bubble a really good movie yeah as a continuation of a storyline yeah i didn't care about yeah it. literally yeah the playstation um, 2 matrix game was i don't remember if i played that one or not i feel like i, I had it there was a lot of games I wasn't allowed to play because they were like mm -hmm. my stepdad's games. So like he could play, I could play Tekken, but he could play Resident Evil. Oh my god, so relatable. Yeah, thanks. I'd also tell him that. I see you. <laughs> I see you. Uh, that's a terrible movie, um, mostly because of the Disney ride. Which uh, one? Avatar. You know, I rewatched Avatar when the next one was coming out, just because, and I don't know how not to do that. And it, I liked it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it. And then I, I really liked it. <laughs> Just for really blue avatar. Yeah, blue I avatar. think I think small scale and like not being like swept up in like oh it's beautiful because like for some reason that diminished it for me in comparison like to the two times I've seen it. Where like I didn't pay attention to a single thing that was actually happening in the movie the yeah. first time. I was just like look at that little thing in the distance. This 3D depth is beautiful, but. This time I actually watched the movie and like, yeah, it's a plot that's been done before, but like, it's not like he does it bad. Right. They named it Unobtainium. Yeah. That's Movies bad. do dumb things sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> they all remind me of Mystique from X-Men. That's all I see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Um, no, I, 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 I was fine. I was like, yeah, this is a movie and people like it. Uh, and then my family went on a trip to Disney World and we Avatar World had opened and I did like one of the Avatar rides and you get on what kind of looks like a motorcycle and uh, a little thing that locks you in place kind of comes up from the back of the seat and just finds where the small of your back is and that's what stops it from moving. And so it just feels like someone gently rested their hands on the small of your back and so i have like people next to me going oh my god it's so beautiful it's so incredible the way they did this is amazing and it's just me on my little bike like uh, intimate this is too intimate i feel like i am connected with this sky horse thing and i don't like it so is that what it's trying to like replicate like the putting your braid into their braid thing i don't think do? i think i think it is just a safety precaution but I don't like it when you touch the small of my back. Don't do it. Don't design a ride You're around. You're in a caring it. relationship with the Avatar ride. Don't, I, I don't touch think that's me. bad. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. Then I saw the other one, and I was like, "What a cash grab! What a what a fourteen year wait for a movie that we did not need." I, so we thought. I agree. Um, I. I really counter. Yeah, go ahead. I'm not an Avatar fan. I'm kind of I'm on George's side. What movies do we need? <laughs> like, what movies do we need? It's it's okay that movies sometimes just exist to make money. Like 1999's The Mummy. Beautiful. <laughs> 1999's The Mummy. People who will not be named Elise Emily straight up texted me a couple days ago, knowing full well it's the week before my wedding went. Hey, by the way, the mummy is on TBS. If you want to tune in right now, it's just you started. have to. That is a I took a, I took a class on movies in 1999 specifically. People say it's like the best year for movies of all time. What else came out? Yeah, in 99? What, I mean, Matrix is 99, isn't it? Um, Blair Witch, Matrix. Um, I just heard uh, an interview with the guy who, or one of the directors of Blair Witch, and basically in the interview he was like. Yeah, we didn't really direct that movie. We just told them where to go, and then they filmed it for us. It feels like that. It was like, oh, well, that's why it worked. That's pretty Thank cool. You. Thank you for the millions of dollars. Yeah, they, they hired three actors and named their characters after the three actors and then showed the actors how to work a camera and then just let them loose in the woods for a week. Real method acting. They were really scared. They they did a great job. Now that I know that, <laughs> like those actors deserve a whole lot more credit. <laughs> I wonder Literally. if I watch it now because I remember watching it as a kid, like you know, behind your fingers because like, oh, it's scary. I can't believe they found all this footage. But like, I also watched Cloverfield and went like, this is a little odd. Why mm -hmm. is why is T J Miller behind a camera? I don't like. I know that's T J Miller, 
I know that's TJ Miller. Uh, I got swept up in that one because the ad campaign was so much like, this is an ad campaign, and look at all the work we're putting into it. I was like, all right, I'll go with you. <laughs> so what's some other ones? We love The Matrix. Uh, like, What were some like defining movies uh, that like you love to just get into, break down as like Kub- Kubrick, something like that? Or is that just like, no, it's been done? Oh, I definitely do like Stanley Kubrick um, so, so much. My first Stanley Kubrick film was, um, what's the one with the bomb? Strange Love. Dr. Strange Love. That one was cool. And then I I got to see 2001 Space Odyssey and IMAX one. That was was so uh, good. So good. That's one of my favorites. Like a strictly negative opinion of that movie and then i saw that and it was like i get it <laughs> like, oh my meant God. To be seen, yeah. yeah like the despecialized version too where like they put all the blemishes back in instead of yes. like taking them out and smoothing it over they were like this is what it would have looked like i'm like well i wish i got to see that instead of like my small dorm tv the first yeah. time i tried to watch it i uh i'm thinking back of the Kubrick movies that I've seen and they were all from my stepdad my stepdad has very much been the kind of person that's like films all films are art no matter what because he's a huge fan of like B horror and sci-fi he like grew Mm. up you know getting a quarter to go see you know the giant Gila monster movie because that's what was playing uh so he loves sci-fi and he loves mystery science theater 3000 where like they kind of do the comic analyzation of those kind of movies um so he raised me on that but he also i remember him being like oh we're gonna watch 2001 a space odyssey and i just remember being such a disappointment like <laughs> thinking back at it now of being like that's great can we watch school of rock again like i must have like he, he was trying to teach this boy that's like not his son but his son like oh, no i can I can reach him and like we can we can talk about movies and be into movies. And I am now I've come to appreciate it. But God damn, did it take a while for me not mm-hmm. to be like more Jack Black. Just give me Jack like mid 2000s Jack Black, Jack good, Black features. <laughs> I am. I mean, I don't I don't like School of Rock all that much, but I am like 100 percent on board with Jack Black really? being in School movies forever. I don't, I don't want him to tight. ever not be in movies. Richard Linklater. It's a great yeah. director. I I adore Richard Linklater, but that one just uh didn't do it. I don't know. I will say I am the only person amongst my group of friends that will fucking vehemently uh defend and suggest Nacho Libre at any chance I get. I think Nacho Libre That's all right. It's is a, a great movie. Party movie. And all I haven't of my seen Nacho Libre since it- Probably since it came out. I think I saw Nacho Libre in theaters eight times as a kid. <laughs> I was I, just like, another one. <laughs> I've seen it one time, and it was probably in the last five years. Or maybe oh, a little, my Maybe God. a little bit longer than that. There is there is one scene in Nacho Libre that is actually very, very, like, visually funny. Where a, you know, the joke isn't funny, but there is a visual medium of it that is very funny. Where the skinny guy goes to a party dressed up very formally and there is a heavier set woman that is trying to put her advances on the thin guy. So there's this dynamic of like, oh, a heavy woman funny against skinny guy. Ha ha. There's a disparity. Um, However, she she like appears in front of him and goes uh, and he's like, how did you get over here so fast? She goes, secret tunnel and then points and there's just a (laughs) hole in the wall that she crawls through. And it's just like the whole movie is worth it for that scene. All the silly uh, accents and weird little quotable lines of Nacho Libre are great, but shh, secret tunnel. And then you see her like crawling through it, trying to take him into the hole like it's a scene in Jaws later in the movie. It's the best part of that film. Romantic. It's beautiful. (laughs) So... I, I decided to go through my my letterbox account, which I've only had for three years. So it's by by no means is it every movie I've ever seen. But I I went to my nineteen ninety nine movies and they are so specifically average that I'm like, how did I miss really? all the good ones? Because I know what the good ones are. I know there's like Magnolia and Sixth Sense and like all these are nineteen ninety nine movies, but like for me it's like Stir of Echoes and The Wood. I like Stir of Echoes, though. The Wood of Echoes is great. 
not, hold on a second. <laughs> Stir of Echoes, very, very good, very fun, very 90s horror. The Wood, yeah. amazingly entertaining for, like, not my <laughs> genre at all. Like, Fantastic. Dudes looking back on their lives, it's not my genre. But I didn't even think you had ever seen The Wood, Dan. You, that <laughs> is... <laughs> it's a really, really good movie. It's just, you know, I, I don't... I don't like reminiscing movies. I don't, I'm not usually on board for like, here's us now and here's us then. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It doesn't usually work for me. But like Blast from the Past is one of the ones I've seen in here. Great movie. Good. Great good. movie. It's good. My dad's, my real dad's <laughs> in it. Yeah, right. My real Have y'all seen Galaxy Quest? Galaxy Love Quest? Galaxy Quest. Yes. That's, <laughs> another, that's another one I've seen here, yeah. My best uh, man at my wedding quotes Galaxy Quest on a regular basis when he's had like two beers and someone will be talking and he will go up to them and go explain it to them like they were a child (laughs) and then we'll just (laughs) walk away (laughs) listen if you get it you get it yeah and he was like and then i think he'll like throw up a hand and be like galaxy quest and then just keep walking to the other end of the bar he's a good kid um the the, the two that i want to say though that are are I'm up amongst the best and not usually mentioned in the the conversation of 1999 movies, but but I'm a cheerleader and yes. Dead Gorgeous are mm. just amazing comedies that make such great actual points, but like never forget to be comedies at the same time. It, they're perfect movies. I love, but I'm a cheerleader. It it's so good and like I I'm kind of embarrassed how long it took me to see it because like all the pieces line up as like. I should have seen that in like 2001 when I first started paying attention to movies at all. And it took me until last year to see it. Like it's so good. Yes. Literally. I, uh, I don't mean to uh, pitch an idea while we're on the show. However, Dan, you must have free time. Uh, <laughs> Dan gets Zoe Dixon. Take me back to 1999, 1999 movie review podcast. Find the time. I would love to listen to that. <laughs> you know, I want to, I... I want to hear two people uh, talk about movies from 1999 at nauseum. I really want that. I that look would forward be- to yeah. I look forward to talking about audition and Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> like, Maybe we can do a one-time special. One-time through, podcast. Yeah, special. go through top ten, like your top ten, not the top ten movies. And like, I want, I want to hear the thoughts on Deep Blue Sea. I want. Oh man, was what night? What lies beneath 1999? I can't tell you, and I won't. Oh, all right, hold on. I'm pulling up all all movies. But there there are so many movies. I'm I'm looking at a list now. There are so many movies that like No! Ah! I just I just watched one from uh from 1999 cuz I remember absolutely loving this movie in 1999 and I watched it and I was like, "Oh, it's fine." Uh but to me in my childhood, Sleepy Hollow kind of holds up. I think it's all right. <laughs> Sleepy I've seen Hollow. it as an adult. It's it's fine. It's just a hammer film made for yeah. the 90s. That's all it is. But that's what I love. Because again, stepdad. He was that like we yeah. weren't watch around Halloween, we were watching Hocus Pocus. We were watching Dracula's daughter. Like he was like, <laughs> no, we're watching this. We're watching the hammer version of Dracula 1979. Uh <laughs> or whatever that movie was. You know, with- another classic on here? Elmo but- and Grouchland. Elmo oh yes Grouchland. where he falls into the trash can and they they everyone thought oscar was living in that little trash can and it's a whole he's, land he's got a whole world in there mandy yeah. patinkin's in there <laughs> mandy patinkin's in there vanessa williams i think was vanessa williams in there <laughs> Ooh, i'm just having a flashback to uh uh 1999 movies i was a big fan of the page master and I remember begging is that my mom. No, but Wishmaster Two is, and I remember seeing this in the blockbuster and being like, "It must be the same movie. <laughs> it's just the sequel to Page Master. They just called it <laughs> Wishmaster." I mean, Page Master uh, was pretty good. Like, that was really fun and really scary. And I couldn't find it as an adult, even with all my weird methods of finding things as an adult. <laughs> Could not find Page Master. <laughs> they like erased it from the world. Arnold Schwarzenegger, End of Days, Runaway Bride. Haven't seen that one. Oh, it's basically the <laughs> Actually, other I movie. I haven't seen that one either. There's, there's that one, uh, 
what is it? There's there's End of Days, which is satanic Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then there's who's a priest. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a priest. He has the collar. Oh, of course he is. Um, and then uh, and then what was the other one where he's cloned? Oh, he's cloned. Yeah, um, I don't. Know. I feel like they came out Total very Recall. Similar. <laughs> well, that's no. not that. No, that's the this is mine. Kindergarten Cop. Junior. Kindergarten Cop. Junior. <laughs> it's gotta be Junior. I just watched <laughs> Junior. You know, can call him Jean. charming. He's a charming dude. Very few people could get away with that even back then when that movie came out. And like, I, you know, I just, pretty I'm charming. always, I'm always reminded of, uh, of that like quote, like like the uh, Bill Hader doing his impression of working with Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was a PA on Collateral Damage, <laughs> and he's just like, uh, you'll find my hair and makeup. He goes, well, I'll go, I'll go look for him, sir. He goes, good. Show me your leadership capabilities. <laughs> and that's all I think when I hear around Schwarzenegger. It's him going, show me your leadership capabilities. So let's get off of movies, because I could list movies forever. Cool. I'm so, gonna find whatever that other one was. So working working with old people, I feel like I have a similar feeling when because I'm working with like younger kids and I'm forced to think about like Oh, I remember when I experienced that, and now I'm so much past it. Like, mm-hmm. is it that kind of thing? But like, looking forward instead of backwards. Um, it's exactly. I used to teach. It's exactly like working with kids. Um, and you will regress if you live. You will regress in some way, physically or mentally. Yeah, I mean, and, I, I, uh, I can feel myself doing it just by being next <laughs> to kids. They're making me do it. <laughs> They're like, "Tell me about the dumb thing I I, I want to talk about." I'm like, "All right, I'll go back there with you." Right. But it's also like fun, like, I don't know, being able just to like get lost in activities with them. It's kind of like playing with kids because I do activities them, like, there. like kind of falling back to where you are. And like, I imagine there's joy in that for them, too. Of being like, I'm going to be young for a minute with a young person. No, they don't think they're young. Most of them see me as almost like an authority figure as they call me the teacher. They call <laughs> me the teacher. Um, and most of these people are in their like 80s, 90s. Oh, what a weird but, life they must have. That they're, they're, there's like the constant search for authority figures. Like, I'm like, you're you can tell me what to do, but no. Um, but it just makes me think about uh, a lot of them have memory loss or memory issues, mm-hmm. and some of them don't even remember like the jobs they used to have. And it just really um, made me analytical about what I'm doing and how it kind of just really doesn't even fucking matter. You could kind of just do what you want. Yeah. That is the thing I feel like I've learned so much in life. And then I just keep doing things I don't want to do. And like, why did I, (laughs) why did I learn that to not utilize that knowledge of like, well, if you live long enough to forget, then why'd you do any of this stuff? Like, right. You're doing it for the moment. Yeah, or the results. The moment sucks. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know. It's hard to free yourself. I I feel like uh, as people, it's really easy to get caught in a groove of trying to do something to please other people. Or yeah, I mean that that's true. There are always outside influences on any decision you make, and you know they can't all be good. Positive yeah, decisions literally. just for you. No, you're but just a person. <laughs> I want to be selfish. You sh- listen. Once you start, you can't stop. That's what I worry about, and like, I feel like I could control it, but that's just me now wanting to be different. <laughs> I don't know. You've been described, Dan. Uh, I've heard people describe you as one of the nicest comedians in the scene. So who says that? <laughs> I've heard it. I've heard it. So you got a reputation to uphold. Uh, yeah. if you, you know. You know what? You know what they're not saying though. One of the what? funniest. <laughs> that's like, Dan, subjective. That's Dan, subjective. He's nice. Dan, I wrote you a great joke that I hope you use on stage. Wh- which one of those is the one you're talking about? Because there are I, a few good ones. I really love the uh, Utah Jazz Bear. Oh be- yeah, being the related to David Koresh and the Waco <laughs> Church thing. Yeah. For, for you, Zoe, we were on Ghosted writing for each other, so he he wrote a five minute set for me where the utah jazz mascot was a cult leader because he's in utah and a mormon and it was it was a long way to get there but it was very fun better than baklava um, 
Utah I like Jazz. the layered joke. Utah Jazz mascot. He's right there. Uh, which way is my hand going? That there. one. That one. That's the Utah Jazz mascot. A little stuffy. He's the Utah Jazz yeah. bear, which is yeah. not a thing. You do yeah. not find them in the wild. Yeah, his name is Jazz uh, Bear. They really put a lot of thought into what is our bear mascot name? We're the Utah Jazz. He's Jazz Bear. <laughs> Easy, simple. It's like plain. Yep. Yeah. Plain. And, you know, plain. Meow. Great movie. Jazz Bear. <laughs> great mascot. Yeah. What movie? Plain. Meow. I'm going to have to go put that back. I'm going to retcon all the other ones. And every time we said it before, it's just going to make that noise. When we yeah. said plain. I would. Meow. I would really appreciate it if you put in really the extra, the extra work on this. <laughs> Yeah, so while while you're out on your honeymoon and you're listening to yourself talk and annoying your your <laughs> wife, I can't even say fiance wife. anymore. You know, I I did say it, so I guess I'll have to play it. But you know, we're uh, nearing the end of this bit. So I'll, I'll make a new bit. When you're when you're out there annoying your wife by listening to your own voice, you hear meow. <laughs> Don't call me about it. I'm on my honeymoon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fielding any calls. You're getting pictures of uh of the beach and my feet. And the potential new dogs you're gonna steal. I don't wanna steal another dog. We don't have a yard. We have a yard, it's just not fenced <laughs> in. I can't walk two dogs at once. He went ape shit before this podcast chasing a raccoon up a tree. I can't do this. <laughs> Fielding a phone call to Joseph A. Bank before they close while my dog barks at a raccoon up a tree that is much bigger than the dog. And that's saying something. That's the there's hell a, of a raccoon. It's a hell of a <laughs> raccoon, y'all. Thick. Oh, Trash Panda. That's another Jeez. another team name I love. The Trash Rocket Panda. City Trash Pandas, and it's they just could. a rocket ship trash can with a raccoon sticking out the top of it. <sighs> Fantastic! I was looking up vintage Real. Long Island Ducks baseball uh, merch. I only know half of, of those words. You don't know the Long Island Ducks? I know vintage, and I know ducks. But I didn't connect the it with Long, Long Island, Island Ducks. I'll send you. I'll send you a couple of videos. Let's see what the people said. Oh yeah, we still have that to do. Yep. <laughs> Before we move on, I just want to let you know that the movie, in case anyone was screaming in their car, let uh, that I was. That I was trying to uh, remember. It's called The Sixth Day, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Tony Goldwyn, Michael Rappaport, Michael Rooker, Sarah Winter, and Robert Duvall, and is, yes, you guessed it, the film acting debut of Terry Crews. What? Oh. Yep. All right. He's in that. <laughs> I didn't think he was that old. Me? How old is he? I he got to be 50. You think 50? Yeah. But like, when, hmm. Dan? He's had such a life. I can Dan. look it up. I thought you were. No, I am, but I'm saying you have to guess. Oh. I, I know. Oh, I think he's probably like 57. 57, 50. So you win. Highest stuff going older. 55. Woo! Five, dang. Five, 1968. Like, Terry Crews is born. Oh, yeah. I guess by the 90s, he wouldn't be like professional athlete anymore. So like that's... Yeah, I, I was still picturing him as a professional was... athlete. And like, yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah, well, what would the people say? I know we split this up in two different things. Oh, it's in three different places this time. Oh, my goodness. I, I made the mistake of asking late, so I had to uh, diversify how many times and places I asked. But uh, looking at playoff chances for my favorite sports teams. Okay. Well, I mean, there's I get... one happening right now. I get super analytical about sports and like that's the the like that type of it cuz I I don't get like stat heavy but I I look at a lot of like well if this win happens and this win happens then we don't even have to win. It's like all right cool we could lose. I, I know how to lose the game and be happy about it now. All right. Let's see. I was going to tell you the score but I'm sure either A you're already watching it's, and It's two nothing, I know. And, and B it kind of dates the podcast if we tell people what the score is when we're listening. Yeah. Kyle Schwerber hit a home run while we were recording and I only knew to check because I heard my neighbors freaking out outside my window. <laughs> Good job. Uh let's see. Weighing whether to try and scratch and survive in South Jersey, J E R Z or move back home. 
Okay. What was the question? What makes what you makes feel you analytical? analytical? We asked the people. Oh. Asked the people. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the loyal fan base that tune in every week. Yeah. And thank oh, you. And thank <laughs> you. Yeah, I mean that's that is that type of thing though. We're like, I wish I were more analytical about that. We're like sure. thinking about life choices. I'm just kind of like I just make them. But then I get really analytical about dumb stuff of like, can I afford to eat out three times this week? Like, but only a billionaire. Like if I if I do that, and then I could afford the places I want to live and the things I want to have. But oh, instead, yeah. I'll I'll eat, I'll eat out like two times a week and spread it out across a a leftovers for three days or whatever. If I had the emotional bandwidth to actually pull myself up and make myself a PB and J sandwich every day for lunch. I would be a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to be one of these black turtleneck, blue jeans, yep. whatever, slip on. I'm shoe, gonna wear this jacket. Steve Jobs guys. Y'all, people don't realize because this is not a visual medium. I am still wearing this fucking jacket. Um I think I'm people have this. always been picturing you in that jacket and now you Good. just finally own it. I yeah. look like if Bam Margera kind of got his shit together. This is a Bam Margera <laughs> jacket. <laughs> And oh but by that I mean a mistake. <laughs> Let's see. He's got Looking... a, job <laughs> a job interview for his mom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Conservator is I think the term yeah. that I need more. Looking at the data for my dissertation. Cool. Good for you. Oh, are you in grad school and are you gonna PhD? Proud of you. <laughs> Proud of you. And good I feel like that's you. a past tense thing, though. Then knowing the person who wrote it, they're like, they're looking back and being like, I was really analytical back then. Because I, I, knowing them, I can't picture them not having succeeded. Really? They're that type of person where it's just like, if they're doing it, they're doing it. It's just crazy that you have that much faith in people. Meanwhile, you doubt me every second of the day, Dan. Yeah, I've met you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, that doesn't seem weird to me. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> we, we actually have... Uh, actually, you know what? I'll still save it for, for the end. We do have an appearance from the enemy, but he's wow. uh, he's coming to the good side on this one. So, uh, we have I'll still, an enemy I'll, of the show, Zoe. I'll still, let him, I'll still let him go last. Okay. Uh, let's see. When I'm staring at graphs and want to scream, make it make sense to teachers. This is a person who does evaluations in schools. Mm. Okay. okay. And then we have uh, my whole life as a brown person. Ha ha ha. <laughs> All right. Mm, there's some trauma in that. <laughs> yeah, it, feel, it feels like the, the laugh was like, I'm not kidding, but I'm kidding. Yeah, the laugh is very analytical in and of itself. Let's analyze that laugh, that triple ha ha ha, very specific. Like, yeah. No, I did. I didn't do too many. I didn't do an LOL. I didn't do a ha ha. I did a ha ha ha. Let's well, break that down. I'll, 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 yeah. I'll clarify. It's a like the kind of palindrome version of ha ha ha, where it's like H A H A H. So that, that last H, ha, ha. that last H is like, oh, we're lingering a little bit here. We're like, we're not. We, yeah. We're we're falling off the left. We're not by the third. It yeah, <laughs> by the third H, that's when the trauma hits. When the trauma me memories hit, it's ha. Mm. Mm. It's a sigh. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so last one from the enemy, but you know, starts I'll out fine. Ahead. I'll do a real one. Wow, yeah. we hooked him. I even even then I wasn't convinced. I wasn't. <laughs> I, I thought this was just a setup for another weird, dumb pun, some, I don't know, play on breaking the word down like he always does. But when I was a kid, I would read Far Side comics a lot, and my mom never understood them. So I started thinking analytically about about what about them was funny and how the jokes work. That's great. And which you wrote, Dan, because I feel like your response is, is oh, apt. I, and I wrote... So Farside is to blame for all this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Thanks, the funnies. Yeah. Um, I mean, Farside is great. But I, I do think it's actually kind of similar for for me where it was comic strips. I was reading a lot of comic strips, and like a, a lot of them weren't funny. Like, they're just not funny. And like, there's a couple yeah. that have jokes, and like I'll still read them now, like 10 years later, and they're like not timely jokes. They're just good jokes. Mm -hmm. And then... 
like other stuff is just garbage and it's in there and it's been in there for decades and you're like how did how did this get on the funny page like mm-hmm. this is where funny is and i've been this feeling is, what is this i've been feeling the same way because i've been binging cheers for the first time in my life mm-hmm. uh and there's a lot of jokes and cheers that are like this this isn't this isn't funny this is there's no humor here there's no punchline there's no joke it's a lot of homophobia that they disguise yeah. as like there's a lot of homophobia that they're like no no we're helping <laughs> there's there's two versions of cheers in my experience and there's there's before they were a hit cheers and after they were a hit cheers and before mm-hmm. they were a hit cheers it's like a joke machine and then after that it is goodwill <laughs> remember that guy who said that funny thing last season well he's still here <laughs> he's still it's still just jason today because his uncle sitting at the yeah. end of the bar uh, uh well, imagine being a comedy legend and being reduced to Jason Sudeikis's uncle. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, George Went. You're just Jason Sudeikis's uncle. Uh <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for everyone that wrote in and thank you, Zoe. Zoe, um, I I always I am trying this new thing out because we tend to uh to veer off any sort of weird paths throughout this podcast. So uh if there is anything, let's call it the Jerry Springer final thought about analytical. Or anything that you wanted to to share last second, the floor is yours because you are our guest, and I want to provide you with the space to do so. You have two. Yeah. You have someone violently yeah. ADHD and someone who's just like, I love movies. So please. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. I'm high right now, but if you're listening <laughs> to this, <laughs> this has been a fun time. If you're listening to this, please tune into. Uh, I started a podcast um with the old people i work with i have them oh tell their hell yeah stories i have them tell their life stories um we have three episodes right now um it's called life story radio i think it's only on spotify at the moment but the most recent episode is this woman who was 14 and her family escaped from slovakia during world war ii so that's wild so What's the she, name i love that life story radio i'll send a i can send a link to send a link We're oh yeah I'll, post about it that's amazing yeah because this will be out in a couple of weeks too so i'll 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 update that with the uh, the current information when we're putting it out too fantastic absolutely yeah uh zoe thank you so much for coming in thank you, thank you. This, was, this was fun thank you uh this has been really helpful for me and my suit jacket uh ordeal and i'm so glad that you were here to help me through that through humor and and love and acceptance and you're the best and i love you and dan god damn it dan see you saturday (laughs) it's all love it's all love okay (laughs) feel feelings is a wasted robot production editing done by dan getz music by george bruderman you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FeelFeelingsPod and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash feelfeelings. If you're ever feeling any heavy emotions and feel like there's nowhere to turn to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or to any of the resources in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts. We're such a professional show!